0: is week number three in our final week of our series entitled Hashtag Goals, where we've been looking at some different goals we as Christians should really be striving for. In week one, we talked about how um, we should have the goal to grow more in our knowledge of God and Jesus. And last week, we talked about how we should give more this year than we've ever given before. In mean, 2020, May it be the, the year that we give more than we've ever given before, and um, that leads us up to this week, where we're going to look how we can give up more. Now, when you hear those words "give up," something doesn't sit right within us because it's been ingrained to us to never give up, never quit, always persevere, fight through. And so, we hear those words "give up," and, and something doesn't sit right within us there's something instilled within us that giving up is bad and and so we don't want to do that do you remember the game mercy where two people stand in front of each other and they extend their arms and interlock their fingers and then it's a, it's kind of a, a a test of strength and endurance and really pain tolerance They begin kind of man, maneuvering their hands and try and contort them to cause so much pain in the other person that they eventually yell, mercy, mercy, I give up. You never wanted to be the one to yell mercy, right? It's embarrassing. It made you look weak, especially when you're playing your sister. It's awful. I remember my dad telling me that if I started something, I had to see it through to the end, to completion. If I wanted to go out for basketball. I couldn't quit partway through the season. When things got tough, when I didn't wanna work anymore, when I didn't wanna exercise and run the killers anymore, I couldn't quit. If I started, I had to finish. I couldn't give up. And, And I really, I taught that to my own children. My daughter, my youngest daughter, she was on the swim team for a couple years in high school. And I would tell her, if you start, if you go out, and if you do this, you can't quit can't give up there are a ton of websites and stories about people who who have never given up you'll find lots of inspirational and motivational stories about people who didn't give up they were able to fight through and persevere and stick it out you'll be hard-pressed to find any inspiration or motivational story about the people who gave up they're just not out there and the word grit comes to mind Grit became a buzzword a few years ago. You know, We realized we began to become soft. And so all of a sudden people were like, we need to develop grit and teach grit. And so books began being written about grit. TED Talks were being done about grit. Actually, even reality TV show with John Cena about developing grit. We have all these things telling us to never get up when we begin to really evaluate our life and take inventory of our life, you will find there's actually a lot that we need to give up. There's a lot that we need to quit doing, and we just need to give up and eliminate from our life. For for the Christian, for the Christ follower, there are plenty of things that we need to give up. And so today, that's our goal, to give up more. And Jesus is going to ask you to give up some things in your life. And He's not going to ask us to be soft and not have grit and not be able to persevere. He doesn't want a kingdom full of people like that. Actually, Scripture, it tells us to persevere. There there are plenty of Scriptures. Like, we're hard-pressed. We are perplexed. We are in despair. We are struck down. It says we're We're not crushed. We're we're not abandoned. We're not destroyed. And so, so he's not asking us to be soft and not have grit, but he will ask us to give some things up. He does want a kingdom full of people who will surrender. There's another word for giving up. Who will surrender their life for him. You see... He does want us to give something up. He, he also is making us a new person. So what does that mean? Well, it means that we have to give up our old self. We have to give up that old person to become a new person. He wants us to be pure. That means we have to stop feeding our fleshly desires and start, stop le- living our life according to the flesh and begin living according to the Spirit We we see that in Galatians 5. And Jesus also tells us that his yoke is light and easy to carry. And for some reason, we tend to pile stuff on that. And we make it heavier and more difficult to carry. and, And maybe there's some things we need to give up. Just eliminate in our life. Jesus wants us to have life to the fullest. That doesn't mean he wants us to have a full life. But we tend to just cram as much stuff into it as we possibly can and so we're not really living life to the fullest. We're seeing who can live the fullest life. You see Jesus will ask you to give some things up. And we really begin to see this kind of language when it comes to following Jesus and this is the first and most foundational way that we can give up. In Matthew 10, 38 through 39, it says, If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. You see, Jesus is asking us to give up our life. And this isn't the only, only place that he talks like this. Just a few chapters later, in, in Matthew 16, verses 24 through 25, says, Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. And take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you must give up your life. Give up your ways and, and follow me. and Follow my ways. Deny yourself. and Follow me. Well, what does this look like? Well, the Bible gives us plenty of examples about this. Here are just a couple. When Jesus first began calling his disciples, he is walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee and he sees these fishermen and he sees them fishing, cleaning their nets and, and, and gathering the fish and, um, in their boats and he says, hey guys, why don't you give that up and come follow me? Give up fishing fish and I will show you how to be fishers of men he approaches them and says why don't you give up what you're doing give up your livelihood give up your boats give up your family business and come and follow me Peter later confirms how much they really gave up in order to follow Jesus in Matthew 19 27 Peter says to Jesus Peter said to him We've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Now this verse taken out of context looks kind of weird. We do see Peter says, we gave gave up everything, Jesus, to follow you. But that last question is kind of confusing. It's interesting that the context around this scripture is Jesus actually asking someone else to give up some things in life. This man approaches Jesus and he asks, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus tells him, Well, follow the commandments. You know, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, and don't lie, honor your father and mother, love your neighbor as yourself, do these things, and you will receive eternal life. And the man goes, I do all those things. Is there anything else? He goes, Oh, yeah. If you want to be complete, if you want to be whole, then go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and then come follow me. If you're familiar with this story, you know the man walks away sad because he had a lot of stuff. He was a man of great wealth, and he walked away sad because he didn't want to give it up. And this is when Peter says, we've given up everything to follow you, Jesus. What will we get? I mean, they're talking about eternal life. Peter wants to hear Jesus say, you will get eternal life. And the cool thing is Jesus answers Peter's question. Matthew 19, 29, he says, Everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters, father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return. And also inherit eternal life. This is what the rich man was wanting, eternal life. But he wasn't willing to give anything up to follow Jesus and to receive it. He couldn't make sense of how giving up his stuff and storing his treasures in heaven would make a difference. And and Jesus is saying, look, for those people who give up everything, they're going to get a hundred times as much as well as eternal life. Again, this is the first and most foundational way that we can give up something in order to follow Jesus. But once we do that, Jesus is still going to ask us to give some stuff up. And as Christians, this would be a great practice for us to do, to begin evaluating our life and seeing, what can I eliminate? What can I give up to make more room for Jesus, to allow him more room in my life to work. To bless. See, we have this tendency just to hang on to things and hoard things. They make TV shows about it. It's called hoarders. It's, it's awful. can't even maneuver through your house. This is this is kind of what we do. We just gather and gather and hoard and, and fill our lives with stuff, whether it be material things or maybe a sinful behavior or just other things Things that take up space and and cause damage in our life in some way. We hang on to these things and it just clutters it up. So it would be a good practice for us to eliminate some of that. So the question is, what can you give up today? Is there something in your life that you can say, I quit, I eliminated? Bob Goff, the author of the New York Times bestseller, Love Does... He, he's made it his life goal to give up something every Thursday, every week, every Thursday, he's going to give something up from his life. He's going to quit doing it, whatever it might be. And his thought behind this is that if we really claim that we are a new creation, but our life doesn't look any different than from day one, we're being deceitful. We're saying something different than what we're actually showing and living. And so to to show that his life is changing and he is a new creation, he's giving some stuff up. That's his thought process behind this. It's kind of interesting when he talks about this. He says, don't set the bar too low. It's like, don't just quit. Like, don't just give up broccoli. (laughs) Set the bar a little higher than that. And challenge yourself. What are some things that you can give up? And here's what happens. When we begin to make more room in our life we end up allowing Jesus more access to do more to influence us more we make more room in our life to answer his call maybe Jesus has been calling you to get more involved somewhere maybe he's been calling you to get more involved in like a small group or or a ministry somewhere or a mission organization or, or maybe even here at the church but your life is so crammed full of stuff that you can't do it, but you feel this call, and so you begin to feel guilty because you're not doing what you feel like Jesus is asking you to do, but you don't have time to add any more stuff. You see, when we give up, when we free that space, it gives us freedom to answer Jesus' call. What could you give up today? I, I thought of some things. I just made a list. And really the list becomes endless because once you start thinking through this, it's really not as difficult as what you think it might be. And, and of course, a lot of this is personal, and so what what's going to be on your list is going to be different than what's on my list. But And some of these things aren't that big a deal, and they don't seem very spiritual at all, and, and some of them aren't spiritual. but the, But the spiritual thing may come later on down the road when you free up enough space for God to do something. Some of them may seem a little extreme, and I would say that if you say if you sit there and you're like whoa 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 Mike you're crazy. If you if you get a reaction by something I say maybe that's the one thing you need to think about giving up in your life. And so here here are just some things I thought of. The first one is drinking coffee in the afternoon, not the morning. We need the morning coffee, but the afternoon coffee. Any afternoon coffee drinkers here? Some of you, yeah. It's just one thing I, I, I thought of. Maybe, maybe giving up soda or candy. I don't know why I put that one on there. We don't want to give up candy. Um, maybe social media. And, and maybe not to give up social media altogether, but maybe for a time. But maybe just give up spending so much time on social media. Limit yourself. Um, candy Crush or, or video games. Maybe eating out so much. Maybe you eat out for lunch every day of the week and uh, you can eliminate a couple of those times a week and take your lunch. Uh, Maybe a streaming service. There's so many streaming services out there. It's like every week uh, a channel comes out with their own streaming service for um, entertainment and content. We have all this media content at our fingertips and and too much to really watch. So maybe you can eliminate some of that stuff. Maybe going out after work with your coworkers, going home and spending time with your family. Give up fantasy football. I know NFL is winding down, but if you look at the statistics of productivity in the workplace when football season hits, it's, it's astounding how much time goes into fantasy football. <laughs> Maybe just not letting your phone go to voicemail, even when you recognize the name, you see who's calling. How I many of you say, oh, I'll call them later? Just answer the phone. Take care of it right then. And then you don't have to worry about it later. Give up getting notifications on your phone. Turn the push notifications off so your phone's not budging, but buzzing every 10 to 15 minutes. You don't have to check your email every time it bings. You don't have to check and see who's emailing you. Just set a time in the day to check your email and, and turn the notifications off. Maybe you need to give up putting your child in another, another activity or sport. They're already in four, but dance is coming up, so let's get them in dance, too. And you just clutter your life, and really you clutter their life, too, by doing that. Maybe you need to give up keeping score. Keeping score with your coworkers. Keeping score with your spouse. This is huge in marriages. Husbands and wives, keeping track. How many times what each one does the dishes or does the laundry? Who's doing what? Who's not doing what? Keeping score. Keeping track of past wrongs and bringing them up and and current arguments. Just eliminate that. Get that out of your life. Give up on the negative self-talk. This is huge. Stop telling yourself you're stupid. Stop telling yourself you're ugly. Just give it up. It's not who you are. Give up holding the grudge you've been carrying around with you for so long. Let it go. It's taking up space in your life. Give up letting others define who you are. That's not who you are. You are a child of God. You are a son of God, a daughter of God. That's your identity, not what someone else says about you. Give up those things in your life. The list could go on and on. You can, you can tell once you begin thinking about this. Yeah, it starts with coffee, but then it gets real personal and emotional. Eliminate those things that are so draining on you. There's so much that we could give up for the sake of Jesus. And Jesus wants you to give that stuff up. He wants you to eliminate that stuff. There's plenty of things in our life that we could get rid of. So the question becomes, how do we do this? This is when we're going to get back to our two keys. We've been talking about this all along, every week. There are two keys to how to reach our goals. Intentional and incremental. Those two things will help you reach any goal in life. And so how do we be intentional about giving up more? Well, the first thing you need to do is think through your life and take inventory of everything in your life. Even even the, the things you do every day. And just take an inventory and then begin thinking, what can I eliminate? Where can I make room for Jesus? And make a plan. Bob Goff's plan is to give something up every Thursday. That doesn't have to be your plan, but make a plan that works for you. The thing is to think through it and make a plan. The second thing to be intentional about is tell someone your plan. Bring some accountability in on it. Let someone check up on you every couple weeks and say, hey, did you give that thing up you were going to try to do? Bring someone in to help you do it, maybe a mentor, a close friend, or accountability partner. And the, the other thing that we need to be intentional about is make sure we give up the right stuff. Don't eliminate the good stuff, the good stuff where it's already drawing you closer to God. Like if you're trying to free up time in the week and you want to eliminate something one evening a week, don't eliminate going to Bible study or small group. Like that, that's the good stuff that's already drawing you closer to God. Make sure you give up the right stuff. And the other thing to do to be intentional is determine if you need help doing this. You may also need to get help from the outside. Maybe there's something big in your life, like a blatant sin. And it's been there, and you've tried to get it out. You've tried to give up. That for some reason you can't, maybe it's time to try something different. Get some help. And that might even mean seeing a counselor, a Christian counselor to help you process through that and find out why you're doing those things so that you can eliminate that from your life. Make a plan, tell someone about that plan and get help if you need to. That's how we're intentional about this. So then how do we do this incrementally? Well, don't give up everything at once. Now, I will say this. If there is some blatant gross sin in your life, you need to get that out right away. You can't do that incrementally. If you're addicted to pornography and you view pornography every day of the week, you can't say, oh, I'm only going to do it five times this week. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Or if you're involved in an affair, if you're a person that is involved in an affair, you you meet up once a week, you can't say, well, we're just going to meet up once a month from now on. It doesn't work that way. So if there's some gross, blatant sin in your life, you need to deal with that now. But for everything else, all the other things in your life you're trying to give up, you can do it incrementally. Make a list of 10 to 15 things, and, and then don't say, okay, I quit them all this week. No, pick one and eliminate it, and then when you're done with that, pick another one and eliminate it, and over time, incrementally, you'll find you've freed up all this space in your life for Jesus to do amazing things. If you try to do too much too quick, you'll most likely get frustrated, and you you won't eliminate anything from your life, and so give up incrementally. The best illustration I have ever seen about... Incremental change is this domino illustration that I've recreated this morning to show you what happens when we change incrementally. This is the best illustration I've seen on it. And I've known I was going to do this ever since I started the series. I've been talking about it around the office and I've been working on it and building it at home. And I've saved it for the very end because I don't want this image to leave you. I want this to stick with you because it's so powerful, and it really will help you reach the goals that you want to reach in life. And so we're going to start with this little tiny domino. I didn't measure it, but it's about the size of a little piece of gum. It's light, very lightweight. So maybe this is where we're at. This is where we begin. And this, this is four foot tall weighs probably 40 to 50 pounds maybe even a little more this is where we want to be and a lot of times in life when we have a goal like that we try to go from this to this right away we get frustrated maybe we do want to be a better husband and have a better marriage but we're not willing to put in the work and the time to get to here and we try a quick fix and all of a sudden we realize we, we still have the same stinky marriage we always had. Maybe you want to be closer to God and a man of God and a woman of God. And this is your goal. And, and so you, you say a prayer, but you realize the next day you wake up and you're still the same stinky person you always were. This is why incremental change is so important. Because if we're willing to put in the work and the effort and wait for the time to build, we will eventually get there and be able to become that. Because this little domino is going to start the change, the incremental change, to knock that big piece over. If this works So it's possible to get there. Even though it's tiny where we're at, it's possible to get where we want to be. If we're willing to put in the work and the change and the incremental change over time, we will eventually get there. And it's interesting, there's 13 dominoes here. And mathematicians have figured this out, that the domino can knock over domino that's one and a half times its size and weight. And so that's, it's like math and physics that does this. Uh, I'm not good at that. I mean, I was able to build this, but not because I figured the math out. But there's 13 here. And And they figured out, if they do the math, they figured out by 29, 29 blocks, it'll be the size of the Empire State. And so you can get there if you're willing to change incrementally. So that's, that's the point of this series, our goals. How do we get there? We be intentional about it. We make a plan. We actually think about life and what we want to accomplish. And then we begin to change incrementally. And over time, we'll get to be where we want. Hashtag goals. C.S. Lewis wrote, In Mere Christianity, Good and evil both increase at compound interest. That is why the little decisions you and I make every day are of such infinite importance. See, that's the downside to this. Because this is true with bad stuff too. You know, some people, they end up in a, a huge moral failure and a crisis in life. And they ask the question, how did I get here? Well, they didn't go from here to here. Overnight, it was incremental change they allowed in their life. That's why the little decisions you and I make every day are of such infinite importance. Hashtag goals. The goal today is to give up more.